Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of The Renewer. On today's episode, we are going to be going over my instant reaction to Game 2 of the Boston vs. Miami Heat series, as well as, to be fair to the Miami Heat, I will go over Game 1. But I'll tell you what, looking more into it, getting a little time away from the game, it's definitely quite surprising. In the first quarter, Boston comes out 28-25, an away game. First quarter of the series, they win the series. Second quarter, 34 points by the Celtics, 29 by Miami. At this point, Celtics up by 5 or 6 points, and it's looking great. Third quarter, we only score 14 points, a career low for everybody who was in the game in that quarter. Worst I've ever seen all of them play. Tatum had 6 turnovers in that quarter alone out of the 7 he had the entire game which is essentially handing the Miami Heat 12 free points. Miami gets 40 points in that quarter, and the Celtics yet again win the fourth quarter. So although it is fair to say Miami won that game and they did so convincingly, when you look at the actual analytics of it, Miami shot 49% from the field. Okay, Boston shot 46. Miami shot 33% from the three and did not particularly shoot well. Boston didn't either, 32%. Boston had three more turnovers, and the rebound battle was completely even. Yes, Jimmy Butler had a very good game. Yes, Tatum didn't play great. Two for nine from three. Jalen Brown, four from eight from three. He kept us in the game, but he also shot six for ten from free throw and really cost us there when we needed Um, Grant Williams, completely unaggressive. Robert Williams, 18 points in game one. Great game. Aaron Neesmith, two nasty blocks. Jimmy Butler, 12 from 19 from the field, 17 of 18 from the free throw line. So we got there nine separate occasions, dropped 41 points, absolutely went bananas. Gabe Vincent had the best game of his life, scored 17 points on a plus minus, a plus 23. That'll never happen again in history. Still missed over half his threes, but he did have an outstanding game. Matt Struess couldn't find his stroke. And we transitioned over to game two. What a coincidence, the Celtics win or tie every single quarter. So if you're counting with me, that's seven out of eight quarters that the Boston Celtics have scored more points than the Miami Heat. I consider the Miami Heat extremely lucky not to be down 2-0 heading to Boston for the next two games in a row. I understand the Celtics were absolutely dismantled in that third quarter. We cannot take it away. Jimmy Butler had three or four individually great plays just on the defensive end in that third quarter that opened up that game. But we also can't forget Al Horford was legitimately out two hours before the game started. No one even knew that was going to take. Completely throws off the game plan. Now Robert Williams, who we want to bring back slowly and let his minutes accrue over time throughout the series, all of a sudden has to start the game abruptly, has to play way too many minutes, and we have to completely shift the game plan. Marcus Smart isn't good to go. He'll be good for game two. Of course, on top of Horford not being there, we have to do that. And nobody in that third quarter can hit any shots. Well, let's transition over to game two. Marcus Smart is available, comes up ginormous on the three-point line and on the defensive end, of course. The Boston Celtics win 127-102. to Extremely convincingly, they hold the lead the entire game based on how game one went. They really made an effort to keep those starters in for a few extra minutes. They make sure that lead was maintained. Jason Tatum, 27 on extremely efficient 8 from 13 from the field, 4 for 6 from 3. Al Horford, 2 of 2 from 3. Marcus Smart started 1 of 9 from the field, ended 8 of 22, shot 5 of 12 from 3, so he hit the most threes in the game, actually. 
Jalen Brown, an efficient 4 of 7, 9 from 17 from the field. All of our starters in the plus-minus category, extremely good. But Marcus Smart particularly, when Marcus Smart was on the court in this game, the Boston Celtics outscored the Miami Heat by 31 points. That's unbelievable. Grant Williams actually did better, and when he was on the court, they outscored the Miami Heat by nearly plus 40. That is out-fucking-standing. Peyton Pritchard, same thing, plus 39, had a great 10 points off of only 23 minutes, hasn't shot good from three in this series, two of six in this game, but the story to me is how much of a difference Marcus Smart makes in the defensive end, how much worse he makes the life of, say, a Jimmy Butler, or really anyone else. Tyler Hero continues to cook the Celtics any game he's ever played in his life absolutely played great only ended with 11 points didn't hit any of the three threes he attempted but all the shots he did make were very convincing and Victor Oladipo continues to get too many minutes with 26 minutes two for eight from the field one for five from three minus 15 when he was on the court absolutely played horrible they tried to get Duncan Robinson involved see if potentially they weren't giving him enough minutes Absolutely a different story in Game 2, and honestly, only different in the fact that the Celtics didn't blow the lead, and the only reason they didn't blow the lead is Marcus Smart was the one able to bring up the ball, slow it down, and usually they have Derek White and Marcus Smart who can slow down the ball, bring it up when they have a lead, and really make sure you get good possessions, whereas Tatum or Brown can get ahead of themselves and assume it's the right time for them to start jacking up shots. So really happy to see the transition, the adjustments that Ime Odoka made, of course very well done. The rebounds were much more even in the series, 41-42. to Field goal percentage, Boston shot 52% from the field where Miami shot 44. Celtics shot 50% from the three-point line over the entirety of the game, whereas Miami continues to shoot 30%. Kyle Lowry might actually be good he's not playing, he's looked horrible in this playoffs with his injury. I actually forgot Bam Adebayo was in the game. Considering how special Bam Adebayo is, I think that really speaks to the impact that Robert Williams makes because I thought that Bam Adebayo either one just wasn't aggressive on the offensive end, which considering he only shot six shots and only made it to the free throw line one time does seem accurate. I mean, you see zero blocks. You see nine rebounds and I can't really recall any of them. I certainly can't recall any of the six points that he scored. And if I'm the Miami Heat, I immediately need to get Bam Bam out of bio more involved. P.J. Tucker needs to play way less in this series. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero need to play a significant amount. Dwayne Debman looks pretty good. And Martin just looks absolutely lost on the court. Continues to take wide open threes. We let him. So does Victor Oladipo. I don't know why these guys continue to shoot those shots. When they have guys like, you know, a Gabe Vincent, a Max Drews, a Tyler Hero, and a Duncan Robinson, you have plenty of three-point shooters. There's no reason for you to force a shot that the defense is admitting they don't think you have a good shot making. Biggest thing on the Celtics end, I give Tatum a lot of credit. I would love to see more games where he's shooting in the 14 to 16 attempts per game. He's getting to the free throw line consistently, and he's understanding he has other players on his team who are talented enough to carry the load. Jalen Brown played great. Marcus Smart with 24. That's much needed. Rob Williams only 5 points, but he did have a beautiful 3 blocks. Not many rebounds, but he sure as shit affected a whole lot of them. Grant Williams, 19 points. Played out of his goddamn mind. Did a little bit of everything. Got himself a steal. 
And then, you know, past that, Peyton Pritchard obviously showed up and has been better and better the last few games. That's a fantastic addition. Between Robert, excuse me, between Grant Williams, between Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard, I do believe one of the two can always have a good game and really sustain as our fourth option as a scorer. Obviously, there'll be days where Marcus Smart can do it. You know, Robert Williams can do it. Al Horford can do it. And that's what makes this team so beautiful is there really is seven guys. You know Tatum's going to show up at some point. You know Jalen Brown's going to be relatively efficient and hit three or four threes. You just need a third and a fourth guy to step up each night. And with the defense we play and the ability we have to suck away the life of the offense and in return the away crowd that bothers us so much, it really has been effective this playoffs. Teams do not understand how to play us. They do not understand how our players 90% of the time stay upright, don't jump like buffoons. It all comes down to, can Tatum and Brown not play hero ball? Can they continue to let Marcus Smart bring it up the court? Can Derek White make an impact like he has throughout the playoffs? And can we continue to have guys step up off the bench, just one guy a night, and it can't always be Grant Williams, but I am absolutely in love with watching him play basketball, and it is amazing the improvement he has made from the offensive end. These Celtics are absolutely going to beat the Miami Heat in this series. They are absolutely going to go to the NBA Finals, and I will continue to say that until I'm making an episode where we are heading into Game 1 of the NBA Finals against the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I said it. It has been yet another episode of the Renee Report, and I'm out. Peace.